0: Episode 40. Is that? Thanks, <laughs> Dog Catcher. <laughs> <laughs> that, is your, that is your impersonation of a dog.
1: It's one of them. You know, <laughs> I mean, depending on the day, it's like a dog ah, I could be. It's
0: true, because there's different breeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, Dog Catcher. Uh, they featured us this week, this past week, this month, uh, for Black History Month. A cute little feature on their Instagram.
1: It's still Black History Month. It's
0: still Black History Month, you guys.
1: Um, with words
0: by me. So yeah, go check it out.
1: Very cute. Well, their Instagram's @dogcatcher, at dogcatcher. At
0: dogcatcher. D-O-G-C-A-T-C-H-E-R.
1: I did that without looking at anything. A-O. That <laughs> B-I-C-T-H. <laughs> you know that gift? Um, Okay. Uh, yeah, it's episode 40. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my um, god, we're old. We're old. I am Maddie Germs. And I'm Shawnee. And we're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. And today... We're talking about love, baby.
2: Love. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit.
1: <laughs> this is this is QBT A S M R. Mm. Um I'm holding, I'm holding in my hands. I'm holding the Lady Gaga. Huh? Chromatica Oreo. <laughs> Chromatica. Oh. Oh.
0: Um, they're pink. Have you had one yet? I have not. Do they, t- oh, they
1: taste different than normal Oreos? Okay, so the packaging under Lady Gaga says pink colored golden cookie with green creme. Um, so it's like not the regular Oreos, it's the golden Oreos, but a different color. None of that sounds edible. It was just sounded like colors. They are colors, <laughs> but I want, I want you to have one of these. So here's, um, here's, okay. we're going to do a little, um, faux ASMR, um, slash mukbang. Um, that's not how you pronounce that, but, um, all right, so this is. Uh, yes, okay. Um, here, you pick one. COVID, I'm not going to touch your food. <sighs> Okay. Um, three, two, one. Cheers. Cheers. First word reaction. Sugar. Sugar. It tastes like <laughs> yeah, sugar. It That's tastes really- like sugar. Pure sugar.
0: I'm going to be up for the next five hours. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I will say...
1: I sort of wish there was some chocolate taste in here. Yeah. I mean, who, when you want Oreos, buys the golden kind? Nobody. Not I. Mean, buy I. the
0: double stuffed. Yes. You know? Yeah. There's a
1: joke in there, but I'm not going to tell it. I mean, DPing is a grape. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they taste green. You know what I mean? It tastes like sugar, it tastes green. It oh, a lot of sugar. I've had probably, I bought like four boxes. I gave two away. I ordered them for Target because I couldn't find them anywhere. Um, and I was like, well, I'm just curious. I want to be like in the know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so I found them on Target and I went to go pick them up. And they were like, actually, we're all sold out. But we'll send you some from Salt Lake City. Because I guess the Mormons are not buying. They don't like Oreos. mm The little designs are cute. I think I might maybe, like, try and save the packaging in some way. I feel like it'll be a relic of some kind. Um,
0: You should have just, like, we shouldn't have opened it. It could have been a collector's item. And it would have been, like, Twinkies that just, like, never go old.
1: I don't think that's true. I feel like those would definitely go bad. Oh. Um, Yeah, they're not very good. I think in small doses they're okay. But, um... I like, had an open one at my house. I think I had four, and Spencer had the rest of them. Of those, <laughs> of those. So what oh is missing? God. There's about like a quarter of the Oreos missing from this box. I there was another one at my house. I don't know what to call this package box. I don't know. Yeah, sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, you know that it goes in link. Le-
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> it Words. comes in line with
1: our love theme, though. You know, I mean, chromatic is all about lo- stupid love. You stupid know. love. Stupid love, stupid cookies.
2: Last night, I saw you in my sex dream. Shawnee, that
1: was amazing. Was it? You've never sung on the podcast. That was so good. Was, was that decent? It was decent.
0: All right. Descent, descent, descent. That song was stuck in my head the other night for no reason.
1: Um, It's a really good Gaga song. Um, it is. It's a really good Gaga song. Um, let's get into And What About It. Let's just dive in today. The, the Sup Slut was us eating cookies in your ear. Oh, yeah. I hope you loved it. <laughs> um, let's see if our poop turns green. Text me later. Um, okay, politics. I'm sure everyone knows by now that listening to me uh, talk about the stimulus check, I was wrong. In that uh, it did not come last week. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. I still think Democrats are liars. They're supposedly going to lower the like threshold. Do some means testing. Which means like... Means testing in politics for services means that, um, means, 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 means. I said it so many times. It's essentially like, what markers do you hit to be eligible for services? So like, Mm. are you under or over a certain tax bracket? Are you... Like the poverty line. Yes. But like, what we often find is that when you have means testing, less people get things and it makes it harder for the people who need to get things, the things that they need. Um... Mm. Anyway, they're thinking about lowering the thing. I just... This was a layup for them. It was a layup. They could have gone in, said, here you go, mamas. Here's your $2,000. Look what Democrats can do. Instead, they're just like pissing themselves. I don't get why this is so difficult. It's not. I don't understand why this is so hard. (laughs) It's really not. Give your people some money so that they can live. I just like... I feel like Joe Biden is like... In his bed at night, just, like, quaking at the thought that, like, someone with a 4K TV is happening to get a stimulus check. Like, how dare they enjoy things and get money? If they can enjoy things, why can they get money? What the heck? That's not okay. Yeah. Because what did MLK say? If it's a... Um... I have a dream. He did say that, supposedly, allegedly. Um, but there was also something like, uh, oh, if you're poor, it's a handout. If you're rich, it's a stimulus. Mm. Um. Did you just teach me an MLK quote? I mean, anyone listening and it's attributed to someone else is going to be like, you big fat fucking dummy. But uh, (laughs) it's not a new saying, if that's anything. No, 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 no. Did you catch any of AOC's Instagram Live from this week? No. I didn't even know that happened. Um, Oh, wait.
0: I think I heard it on, uh, what's that show called? The Daily Show.
1: Okay. I, I think my partner watched all of it. I wasn't going to do that, but I saw a few clips, um, and it was honestly, what she was offering was her experience in the Capitol and like essentially how she was hiding, mm-hmm. hearing people, mm-hmm. specifically searching for her, trying to yes. find her.
0: I heard this. I didn't see it, but I heard it because Alexa plays my little news in the morning. Right. And that was one of the things she played. And, uh, oh my I God, feel like Alexa, Alex- stop. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa said, "Alexa, stop."
1: <laughs> okay, that was very funny. <laughs> Alexa said, "Let's play some Megan," which we'll get to her in just a second. I um, the other thing that she offered, I think, was a really cool. To oh, you can ask me questions. that girl really wants to get in on the party. I can't say her <laughs> name again because she'll reactivate. You can't even whisper her name. No, she's always listening, which terrifies me. Okay. Um, but. What AOC was saying was that uh, the Republican Party specifically uses like abuser tactics to like get people to do what they want for them. And Mm. like kind of describing what it feels like to go through this consistent and constant gaslighting and lying and like then just kind of like what Democrats do, which is just eventually submit to something to make them feel like they have some sort of win. She also came out as um, being a survivor of sexual assault, which I think was not something I knew about her before. And I don't know. I mean, wow. It's not a good thing to idolize any sort of politician, but I think it's interesting the way that she's handling this balance of celebrity and duty at mm-hmm. this moment. Mm-hmm. And. I can't imagine how fucking terrifying that was uh, to hear people searching for you and saying what they were going to do to you if they found you, all that fucking bullshit. It's just really, Whew. it's a lot.
0: Yeah, I got chills when she was talking about it. Um, music, what have you been listening to? Ooh, the shortest politics segment ever.
1: Um, I wh- want to get in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Until the Democrats give me something, I'm not going to give I them I can not care.
0: I'm listening to Cardi B's Up. If it's up, if it's up, if it's up, then and it's stuff. It's so good. I like it. It's I, really fun. I I think it's catchy. The video is amazing. I just watched the video it is spectacular two minutes ago. But uh, yeah, it's great. Let me tell you, that woman has money. She always Cardi B always gives you like a visual like masterpiece. The business
1: of Cardi B is brilliant. Yeah, say what yeah, you yeah. will about her. Songs and yeah. her like ability, but the business of Cardi B, her and her team. She's a machine. It's it's a great machine. And outside of just videos, I mean, doing that political stuff last yeah. last year, constant. Her stylist always fucking nailing it. And then like she's constantly paying homage to TLC in like some way in every video with the hairstyle. Yeah. Like she just the song's fun. The video is amazing. The she's like sitting in that amazing. like wet looking dress on a white man in the table. <laughs> she's great.
0: Yeah, and she's like the the hood ornament for the Rolls Royce. It's great. Right. That's amazing. And um let me tell you <laughs> two seconds into the video I was just like, mm-hmm. Cardi B is a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party. Because I was like, this is some shit I would do and make. Yep. It's great though. It's ugh. it's really good. Yeah. And it's bright and colorful. Yeah. For these dreary days.
1: And the Megan Crybaby video is really also colorful, bright, colorful too yeah to baby of course you know is just literally standing there cuz men don't have to, do, to anything. do anything also you know what i fucking saw this thing where um she was on an instagram live with him like the day it came out like doing this promotion thing mm-hmm. and he's like with some boys behind him and in the background of the video one of the dudes says like she's so fucking ugly man like talking about megan and and he doesn't say or do anything and you can tell megan like heard it makes a kind of eye thing but is like doing pro like there's a lot of stuff around a baby that like people find questionable and yeah are not always in support of which i completely understand that was just like i don't understand why men in megan's life can't fucking get it together i it's because they're it's because they're intimidated
0: I can't think of anything other than she is a black woman doing something that allegedly only, like, men are supposed to be able to do. Yeah. And she does it a lot better than most men I've heard.
1: And she's tall as fuck, so she's literally looking yeah. down on them. Yeah.
0: And they don't know how to handle it.
1: It's like... They don't know how to it's handle a, it. It's
0: a power thing.
1: Which, I mean, good but in some ways because she has been tweeting a lot about pussy and women recently. Mm-hmm. I think we're about to get, like, 2021 Megan and a woman i think that'd be rad <gasps> she retweeted i think like um which i think ruby rose identifies as non-binary but like re- retweeted ruby and was like damn i want you or something like that like be explicit not like this i mean i feel like megan has in the past been like yeah i yeah girls are a thing but i hasn't had that kind of like outward explicit thing going on for them um what are you listening to I am listening to, oh, another Megan, the body remix, the Joel Corey remix. Yeah, so good. It's so good. I mean, in some ways I feel like it's like, here's white people, here's it slowed down so you can figure out what the fuck Megan is saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you this. But the beat is sped up and provides a like a different type of dance ability to a song that is like solely dance. Like I like the way that it- It gives it a new feel. It's an actual <laughs> remix. Um, it's fresher. Which also, Miley and Dua, there's a Prisoner remix with Jax Jones, and it sounds, I think, I think you'll actually like it. Because it's like, Miley and Dua are sort of like put into like the, essentially just like this role of being like chorus girls, while the beat and like the, um, the, what are the, the ad libs in it are just like so good. It's a, Jax get Jones down, get, get down, is one of them. It's so good. Um. I'm also listening to Portland-based artist um, Lady Tournament. Um, She just put out. She sounds familiar. A track. uh, Well, because we also have featured her in uh, the. She puts up like um, funds for trans people to access, Mm. and so like raises a Mm. bunch of money. So she's always on our and resources doc, and that GoFundMe is. But it's also a Perfect Health produced track, who is also Portland-based. But the new one is called fwblm so fuck with a bitch like me um and it's super cute (laughs) super good um uh our babes from move i'm gay uh told me about um kim with young baby tate by tk mediza oh yes Mm -hmm. how do -hmm. you say her name i don't know m-a-i-d-z-a my bad y'all i'm Maidza. i am truly top-notch person to mispronounce a name on this podcast. I'm very sorry. I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just dumb. Um, I
0: mean, we can barely say words. Truly. Truly. Truly.
1: (laughs) Truly. Um, But it's a really cute song. And then the uh, did we ever talk about Man's World by Marina Diamandis, <laughs> Miss Marina and the Diamonds, but now just rebranding as oh, I was as like, Maria. I don't know who that is. You know, Miss Marina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man's World came out, and it was like, okay, here's a sleeper hit. I like it a little bit better than that album that she did where she was just like standing next to trees and shit. But um, <laughs> this has like Pablo Vitar and another person on it, and it like amps it up a little bit, uh, has some Spanish in there. Um, and it's cute. I mean, it's essentially like men are burning down the planet. I'm tired of this. And I, I like it.
0: You and me both, girl.
1: For real. Um, <laughs> what are we watching? I feel like we both haven't seen this Zendaya movie, Malcolm and Marie. Um, I want to. There's been a yeah. lot of conversation around the idea that Sam Levinson, a white man who also did Euphoria and um, that movie I do really like, um, Assassination Nation. Mm. Um you know, is essentially utilizing these black characters to speak to TV and film critics about the way that he writes women. But he's like using these black folks as this kind of like, not shield. It's essentially though, like what I've been reading and I haven't been clicking everything because I do kind of want to go into it as like fresh as I can. But people are like, it's amazing acting and it's an actor's movie. Zendaya's brilliant in it, but like the content is annoying
0: okay like what is it about
1: it's their marriage falling apart or their relationship kind of falling apart and so the you know the arguments that they have with each other and essentially like Mm. I think the guy David Washington is a um which is that Denzel's son Mm -hmm. um is doing and he went to Morehouse work um is doing
0: uh you know Morehouse has uh sorry that's okay (laughs) side note Uh, we have our stadium lights in our football field, uh, came from Denzel Washington himself because we could only play football games during the day. And Denzel Washington was like, no,
1: (laughs) I want to watch a game at night. And he bought us lights. Fun little story. Yeah. Remember the Titans. Um, but I don't know. We'll talk about it more if we see it. Uh, have you seen any of They Ready, the Tiffany Haddish Netflix special?
0: I sort of laughed when I saw this one here. I didn't know that you watched that. Um... No, I've not seen any of it, but
1: I do like Tiffany Haddish, and I do like stand-up comedy. Um, I think that that you'd really like it. It's definitely a stony kind of thing. Essentially, what it is is Tiffany Haddish is bringing people that inspired her or comics that are comics comics, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. people that if you're in the comedy circle, they love, even if no one else around them, like the world doesn't know who they are got you um so people she's toured with or grew up like coming up with anyway uh i don't honestly can't really remember what i felt about the first season it came out a little bit ago but the second season just came out and there's two like big big comedy like greats in there tony woods who's like they talk about how dave Chappelle is one of his mentees and then also this woman barbara Mm carlisle um I would say give some of the comedy a chance. It's comedy, and they talk a bit about like PC culture and like that kind of old tired conversation. There's something interesting that Tony offers, which is Tony Woods offers, which is like the chemical makeup of a joke. Like if the if jokes were on the periodic table of elements, it would be like the symbol of a banana peel. And what that essentially is is like someone has to fall, someone has to slip, someone has to you're laughing at someone else's misfortune. Mm. And I think that I agree with that to some extent. My thing is always punch up or sideways, never punch down. Right. Like that's it's, so it's like, I'm not saying you can't like poke fun at people or poke fun at situations or poke fun at yourself, but like make yourself the joke or make something empower the joke. Don't right. punch down. Right. right um, right. Which I don't think it happens a lot. There's just like some, I also don't know too. It's just like for me, when I hear someone do accents and they're not, that. whatever accent they're doing. Oh yeah, it's doing, immediately cringy. I'm like, I, I
0: don't know if you're supposed to be doing that.
1: And it's like, even if you can, I'm just feeling so weird. I don't know if that's my white fragility and it's fine. I don't know what's going on. But I will say, even if you don't want to watch any of the stand-up, you're not a stand-up person, I would watch the last episode is like a, it's like a round table mm-hmm. where they just kind of talk about their experiences in comedy, racism, misogyny in comedy wow. that kind of Tiffany is uh, hosting. Mm-hmm. It's, um... It's very good. I really 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 liked that last episode especially. I almost wish that they had put it first in but I think maybe other people wouldn't like that. Like Yeah. I love comedy that like has some sort of root in something serious and like I want to know who these people are so I can know why I can laugh with them. You know what I mean? I agree. Whereas like with this I'm introduced to people I know nothing about and I'm like not trusting if I should <laughs> trust this laugh or not, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um so I think huh I think if anything, watch the end. And if that piques your interest, then I would keep going. But it's well, they're great. like telling jokes in that round table.
0: The round or table is it part, like a very serious sort of round I, it's table?
1: It's not serious. There's definitely a lot of laughter but okay. because they're comedians. But it's like essentially just them telling their story. And then talking about how cool it is that Tiffany Haddish is sort of like pulling, reaching back and pulling up. Um, and But every other episode, is it's one comic per episode. And it's like 20 minutes each one. They also shortened the timeline this because I think not everyone could really do a full forty five minutes last one, so it's like mm. nineteen to twenty five minute sets.
0: Which I like. I'm into that.
1: Yeah. Um, have you watched the Framing Britney Spears documentary? on
0: Hulu? No, I didn't even know this was happening, but I uh, got on Hulu yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday, and was like, "What is this Framing Britney Spears thing?" What? Yeah. And now it's on my watch list, but no, I haven't watched it yet.
1: And maybe I, I feel like. You honestly, just from, like, knowing me, might know everything in the documentary. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Like, (laughs) I think we've talked in this podcast before about, like, the conservatorship and things like that. If you didn't know what the fuck I was talking about when I was talking about it or have forgotten it or whatever, watch this. It gives a really, really good timeline of specific clips, like, Matt Lauer, Diane Sawyer. People asking, like, really invasive questions of, like, a 17, 18-year-old girl, like... Mm tell me about your sex life, are you a virgin? Like to a teenage girl, and you can watch her eyes kind of like be like, what? When she and Justin Timberlake broke up, like these people being like, what did you do to hurt him, you little slut? Essentially, it just is like, and then it talks about paparazzi culture, and then it goes into the conservatorship. I think it does a really good job of like, out, like laying out specifically how the world failed Britney Spears, and then yeah. how her family is failing her now. Hmm. It's like, um. It's really interesting. I mean, obviously it's a conversation about mental health too. um, But yeah, I feel like I didn't learn anything in the documentary, but I appreciated the timeline and it's really well produced. So it's great for framing Britney Spears. It's a mini documentary about the free Britney movement from the New York Times.
0: I feel like I learned everything that I needed to know about Britney Spears when we went to Vancouver that one time (laughs) to see Robin. (laughs) And on our ride back, we were listening to, I think we were listening to a Britney Spears podcast. Yes. Yeah. We were doing that. And then you were like going on little tangents, like, yeah, then this happened, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm and so I was, sorry.
2: <laughs> and this was
0: like the first few months of our friendship, like yeah. for real, for real, I think. And I You're was like, just, oh, like, oh, he's white.
2: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Somebody's obsessed with Beyonce. Or with Britney Spears. And I thought to myself, like, well, I guess I know the same shit about Beyonce. So, and it I, is I what mean, it is.
1: I don't even know if Britney is like my diva. I'm just. Even my first couple drag numbers were very Britney focused. The Matt Lauer interview I used for like, I'm not talking about that. Anyway, I just, <laughs> I I think what happened to her is deeply fascinating and sad to me. And it always has been, I think yeah. I'm going to love all Britney music. Is she the best at the these things? Mm-hmm. No. Is she sort of like an industry white push of Janet Jackson? Yes. yes. Did they both get harmed by Justin Timberlake? Absolutely. Yes. Um, how do you feel about Gorilla Glue Hair Girl? Oh my God, <laughs> she is on um a platform familiar to you, um, so which is where it all started. Stupid. How? <laughs> how? <laughs> I mean, so I think originally there's a product like Gorilla something that is a very like yeah, it's like Gorilla Snot or something yes. like that, which is a. T- why would you name it that? I know, it's disgusting. Sure. (laughs) I think a lot of people assumed that, you know, she thought that it was that, but like later she's come out, she was like, no, I just... I thought, even though because it said semi permanent, that like it'd be okay for this. But her, her, she, what did she say? Like her hair hasn't moved in like <laughs> 10 days or something yeah. like that. She, the video is honestly really sad. Um, and then she's had to go to the hospital. She, and also, Gorilla Glue is not water soluble. In fact, the chemical makeup of it allows the, um, mm-hmm. stuff to actually expand. So, essentially like kind of like makes it harder to dissolve because yeah. like it becomes like a
0: you have to get like a chemical treatment to yeah. get it taken
1: out <clears throat> um someone said what if this whole thing was just an ad for gorilla glue for the super bowl which like um it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, but like it would have been really really i don't get the funny. strategy um, but um everyone's talking about it yeah, I, like true. when was the last time
0: you thought about gorilla glue last weekend because i had to buy gorilla glue
2: <laughs> okay
1: work <laughs> <laughs> you don't just buy gorilla glue um, I mean, I I know I have because I've used it for, you know, adhesives. Adhesives. Different adhesives. <laughs> At home projects. I am um, for like a month and a half. I just put Gorilla Glue on like the inside of my Cupid's bow and just like put my lip up. So it like stuck. I didn't do that. I just...
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I was like, I
1: wouldn't put it past
2: you, so I
1: don't know. I know, but sad for everyone. Um, <laughs> okay, also, you know, um, fuck the Golden Globes, completely ignoring Michaela Cole and I May Destroy You. Yeah. Um, putting... I mean, I'll be honest that I haven't been keeping up a lot with like the sort of like... Uh, Awards? Season? Well, not just a word season, but the films within them. I've seen the kind of like more playful ones. I just, some years I'm like, let me go through every list, like mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. even hopeful. I want to see all of the art. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah. But then there's other years like this, like where I'm just like, I don't have time to watch people talk at each other. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I mm-hmm. don't have time mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> um, but sometimes I do. Um, but I just feel like. Awards are always whatever, but, like, to have Emily in Paris nominated over... Emily in Paris was nominated? Emily in Paris is a Golden Globe-nominated TV show. Oh, my God. Which I know we have our differences about that show. Yeah, I but like you, it. But you know it's not a but Golden Globe like, Gold It's, not, it's <laughs> not a Golden Globe... Uh not even worth a nomination. It's so bad. Oh my
0: gosh. It that just pisses me
1: off. Oh, the other thing I did love about that though was out of that, there's this woman who had a viral tweet like pretending that she was the creator of the show and it got picked up and posted everywhere as if it was true, but she's just a blue check Twitter comedian oh. who was like, um she's like yes i know my name isn't anywhere in the credits but if you squint really hard at this <laughs> <laughs> like, and just like she was like i originally pitched the show to be about like iranian women iranian women and uh until i changed it for a white girl they didn't pick it up oh my but, like God. all this stuff that was just like very <laughs> facetious but like on the borderline of believable she said she made the show as a joke um <laughs> that was a very very funny thing but um yeah uh There's a former WWE star wrestler um, who just came out as trans. Her name's Gabby Tuft. Tuft. Tuft.
0: Like a tuft of
1: here saw some pictures of her looking great looking muscular (laughs) looking cool um happy for her yeah she's like a big belt winner i assume if you know anything about wrestling you're like yes i loved that bitch when she did x y and z Mm -hmm. back in whatever i I don't don't." wrestling since i was in middle school i had a cousin who loved wrestling and Mm -hmm. whenever i went over to his house he would just like throw me around his bedroom like my we would like and not no i mean no it would be like (laughs) kids go play and then he would just beat me up for three hours and the mom aren't the moms were like was that fun i'm like i guess i don't know (laughs) like don't bring me
0: here anymore
1: (laughs) yeah um okay fuck marilyn manson in case anyone we actually talked about this evan rachel wood thing when she testified but she didn't name her abuser in this Mm. um in that testifying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she gave all these hints around like I was 17 when I met him. And, like, if you look at her history, you know that she dated this person. But also, more people are coming out. She finally named him. More people are coming out. His label dropped him. Um, Yeah. All these other people are, like... and But the other thing that is wild is, like, he kind of said and corroborated the stuff that he's being accused of in, Mm -hmm. like, interviews publicly, but because he's, like, Marilyn Manson, it was just like, oh, you fucked up, weirdo. Yeah, that's why I was ready to say, like... So, like, none of this is surprising? Yeah. Like, it feels like... It's annoying that, like, you know, Christian parents were right about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's annoying. Like, but- I, I... Because there ha- there was something around this idea of, like, some, like, fucking freak in the pop charts, like, speaking to people. But it's not... It's not, um... It doesn't live in this world of fantasy anymore. You right, know what I mean? It's right. reality, which is honestly the same thing about the Army Hammer ship when we were talking about the DMs. Army Hammer is still going through it. Okay, he was dropped by his publicist and his manager, and there's like deep, deep, deep speculation. It might have come out by the time that this um, this episode comes out, but like as of the weekend, several like journalists were like, there is a big rumor that some Army Hammer story is about to drop after. Everyone dropped him. And one of the things is that, like, he randomly worked construction for during the pandemic. He, like, in the middle of a divorce, he went out to Joshua Tree area and was working construction with a friend. And three women have been found dead within 10 miles of the construction site. Shut up. There's, like, a big conspiracy theory that he is responsible. And, like, it's about to come out that, like, this DMing, like, I want to kill you shit is, like... Very real, and Army Hammer is Armin maybe Hammer's a cannibal. Is a serial killer? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so.
0: Is he our Hannibal Lecter?
1: <sighs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think Hannibal Lecter is way cooler than Army Hammer. I, the heir to the Armand Hammer. Th- dynasty i just maybe it, not any longer it, it it makes me feel validated for hating on call me by your name for the past three years or however long but like <laughs> uh, you know i just uh, fuck that man fuck that guy fuck that shit it's, it's so just annoying. all i don't know this just all this
0: took an interesting turn i know it also just came out of nowhere it's like what army Hammer's a cannibal <laughs> okay okay here we are here we are
1: and here we are let's take a break
2: Baby don't hurt me
0: Don't hurt me No more We Thanks. Yeah <laughs> um, So for the work today um, Since Valentine's Day is around the corner Even though it's a holiday that is just a marketing holiday Created by brands and companies To sell more Fuck things Valentine's because of capitalism mm-hmm. um, uh, It's still a thing that happens And people care about it I guess um, So I thought it'd be cute To have a conversation about love I'm into it. In all of its many forms.
1: I'm into it. I think uh, you and I were texting a little bit about this. Sorry, I'm like, my mic's so crazy. I'm trying to like get this thing, whatever. <laughs> There's too many chords. Um, you and I were texting about this. I think we both were a little bit like, where do we start with this? Yeah. Um, I think that we have talked and mentioned love before, but I don't know. It's one of those words that means potentially everything and nothing. Yes. Um, And especially within American English, when we just have one word to describe essentially like positive affection or something, you know, like that can be across relationships or whatever. Yeah. But um, I feel like the one difference we have is like platonic love, which is like this to me is a silly modifier. Like, yeah. Well, because just because I'm fucking you doesn't mean I love you dif- or not fucking you doesn't mean I love you. Different, yeah, if not, I'm fucking you, know?
0: you. I do love you differently. No, <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe not, though. But maybe not. No, I think I agree. I think that when we think about love, we always not always, but for the most part, people's minds tend to go towards romantic love. Right uh versus platonic love or just love in the sense of what it is right Right. and i think that the older i get and the more i think about love the more it does become this like thing that i'm like i everything is love i guess like it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is um but we're gonna try we're gonna try we're gonna try on this podcast um so let's start here okay have you ever been in love
1: Yes. um, And in love, like in a relationship kind of love, I'm mm-hmm. in love currently. Mm-hmm. I feel like I even still hold love for people I used to be in love with, you know? Um, and I also kind of know in retrospect that some of that love was not the practice of love. It was more of this kind of like lusty infatuation. I think I've also mm. talked about this around mm-hmm. like how I had this fucked up idea of kind of like ownership in some way, which wasn't intentional. It wasn't like I went into a relationship trying to feel ownership, but in the ways that we're cult um, right. Like it's like society you know, teaches us, especially that like we belong to each a other, man. you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so I think, um, yeah, I have, what about you? I have. I've been in love. Um, What did it feel like for you?
0: See, that's the thing, is... So love has this connotation of being, like, this warm, fluffy, like... I don't know, like, you just feel good deep down inside when Mm -hmm. you, like, think about that person. And... (laughs) i feel like i was in love and didn't realize it until like after the fact Mm -hmm. you know like when i was in it i was like this person's getting on my fucking nerves (laughs) but for some reason i'm like still bending over backwards for them i still want to make sure that they're happy like and not in like a toxic way but just in like a seeing them happy makes me happy and i want to make sure that they're happy yeah um and i want to support them and i want to be there for them uh and again like in the moment it was sort of like no this is just like some guy that I'm dating yeah um but no it was actually love so I have experienced love not necessarily being like a feeling you know like it's not happy it's not mad it's if anything it's an amalgamation of all those things yeah you know like love for me is it's an experience not really a feeling
1: Mm mm-hmm I think the idea that love is a feeling sets people up to fail. Yes. I think the idea that love is a feeling when you kind of, quote, lose that, like, new relationship energy, which is really just your brain responding to constant new stimulus. Yeah. Constant, um, you know, learning and surprise and, like, but once it becomes routine, once that love becomes routine your brain isn't experiencing the same amount of sparks flying all the time right. you know but that doesn't mean you're not in love anymore like you know what i mean like that it, it because for me i'm going to be honest like i had a very christian love is patient love is kind love mm-hmm, does not envy mm-hmm. does not boast like which i don't think some of those um attributes are are terrible to think about when we think about love but um really a couple years ago as I was entering into my new loving relationship with this like romantic partner and moving into that stage of more decision-making versus just like we're so infatuated with each other. We don't know what to do. Mm. Like what does sustainability of love look like? What does, um, just what is love? Because I was experiencing love in a different way than I never had before. Yeah. And I was like, well, if that was immature and not what love is and I'm experiencing new things now, what is this and how do i keep this going so i started reading kind of just like different books on love and i will say that bell hooks all about love really it really changed me (laughs) like um i i love this idea love i love this idea of how she puts forward this love as an action you know it's this will to understand and it's a nurturing of our own and another spiritual another person's spiritual growth It's a choice. Love is justice. Love does not, you know, let you off the hook. It doesn't, like, let you abuse me. It's, like, love is consensual. Mm -hmm. Love is, um, you know, something that we are originally shown from our parents, our family of origin, kind of teaches us our first things about love. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, this goes into, like, Bowlby's attachment theory, but, like, if we are shown a certain type of love Mm. when we enter into the world we sometimes have a fucked up relationship with what love is and i know i hate 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 the saying that like you know i don't like the rupaul saying if you can't love yourself how in the hell can you love anyone else i don't like the saying of like you have to you know you have to love yourself first in order to love other. I do think it's a good mm. component, but that idea puts forward that you have to be whole in order to be seen and accepted and loved. And I think that that's just like, it's not true. Love is a commitment it also, to getting better. It, exactly. And it also, to your point earlier, love
0: is this sustained thing that keeps happening, right? So self-love, like in fact, is the same thing. Like you don't just like have self-love today and now... You love yourself for the rest of your life. You're done. Like, you don't have to do any more work. Right. Right? So, I agree with you 100%. Like, you're going to always be working on self-love and loving yourself. And a way of you showing that love to yourself, at least I've learned this about myself, is to show it to other people and vice versa. Yes. It's this... um, I don't know, it's like this synergetic community thing. Like, the more you give of yourself, the more love that you you let pour out of you to others, usually the same happens, like, in reverse. Right. Um, And you can sort of experience love, both with yourself and with another person, because those things are happening simultaneously.
1: Right. And I mean, obviously, there has to be some carefulness around this idea of, like, overextending yourself for someone who does not love you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... That kind of like constantly giving, and you're not getting anything in return. Toxicity, that's all that is. Right, 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 right. But I think some people think if I keep doing X, I will finally be loved by this person. Mm -hmm. I think that you do sort of have to step back and be like, "Mm, I'm not getting anything. And not because love has to be completely reciprocal, it doesn't have to be even exactly. Right. But like, there has to be some way that you show me that either you're grateful. Or that you want to also love me in a similar way, or something, you know. Which brings me to
0: like, you know, this whole idea of when you were talking about parents, like this immediately dropped into my head. But right. like conditional love and unconditional love, amen. Right? Like a lot of us grow up thinking we were like unconditionally loved by our parents, right? And then you go to therapy, like me, and you start to realize, that, oh, there were conditions on some of that, like on some of that stuff, absolutely. And that same stuff you take with you into relationships, whether that's romantic relationships, friendships, other family members. Right. But, like, you start putting conditions on people. And that's when, for me, I mean, obviously that's not what love is. But, like, I don't want to take this full circle. Like, essentially, if you're putting conditions on everything, then you're not letting somebody be themselves. You're not letting yourself uh-huh. accept somebody like at what they can bring to you, mm-hmm. you have all these expectations, you have all these rules, you have all these things around love and love is this boundless thing. Not to get all
1: frou-frou. No, I, I think frou-frou is great. Honestly, when I think about love, I think, I think of it as a stepping into a life of love. Mm-hmm. To me, stepping into a life of love is like seeing people and loving their humanity. Mm -hmm. loving the fact that we are on this flying fucking rock that's burning up at the state of whatever together. It does not mean I'm going to let you take advantage of me or shit on me or vote against my rights or like whatever. But I can also offer you this idea that you deserve to be alive and Mm -hmm. have what's yours taken care of or whatever. But I can offer that to a stranger. I can offer that to a waitress or like a barista i can offer that to my friends i can offer that to my siblings i can offer that to my parents i can offer that to my partner my sex. like you can love people you have one night stands with you know what i mean like yeah. you can offer love to them it's essentially this love to me is like creating space to be to be seen to accept and to understand and it's like offering that into the world the more i have offered love into the world the more i've been able to receive it Mm -hmm. and it's not because like even i wasn't offered it previously it's not like this tax you have to pay like unless you're given it you're not gonna get it it's more about when you're offering this sort of idea of like loving kindness to the world you're able to view yourself as worthy of it too Mm -hmm. um suzanne salzberg when talking about loving kindness um She mentions like a good practice, especially if you're like having a hard time feeling loved is to offer love to like neutral parties to like so like not someone, you know, very well or like um, it could be someone you just see buying bananas and you're like, I wish them happiness. I wish them ease. I wish Mm -hmm. them wellness. And then the more you do that, you're like, maybe someone's offering that to me. Maybe this person that's talking to me right now does not think that I'm a horrible shithead and is going to like yeah. mess up everything in the world. Yeah. I may feel that way, but the <laughs> idea that I can offer that makes me feel like someone might offer it to me, which makes me feel seen and loved and able to mess up, to be messy, to be a human in this world. And I think, I don't know. Um, I think something that comes up a lot, like with this like if you can't love yourself kind of thing. This idea of self-love, I talked about this before when we talk about self-care. Like I have some qualms with this idea that people harmed by the world have to get themselves out of it. They have to do the therapy on their own. They have to do the bath bombs. They have to do the journaling. They have to do the friend finding. They have to do the x. It just becomes a task list yeah. of like, how do I find love? How do I find confidence? When like If we step into this idea of like loving community and like we're all gonna pick up different parts of these things and we start offering time and energy to our friends, I know it's really hard to be to offer like loving stuff to our friends right now because we can't always be in the space with them. Yeah. But like But love
0: is not this physical thing that you have to be in the same room as somebody to
1: give and receive. Tell someone you love them that, like, hasn't done anything for you recently. Yeah. How does love disappear, though? Like, so if we're thinking... Let's go back to romantic love. Okay. That romantic type of love, you're not in a relationship right now, so I assume something broke, you know, or whatever. Me? Right. Don't read me on this pot. I'm I'm not reading you. Something broke. I'm, I'm saying, like... If we're saying that love is not the goo 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 ga 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 feelings like oh wow wow pepula Pew wow wow you know like if it's not that oh my god and it's this choice and stuff and then there's times where you have to walk away from something we're, like yeah it does that mean love isn't there anymore does that mean that love no absolutely gone? not it means you're making a choice for the better like I I'm I'm asking I don't know what it is you know
0: yeah and I think that um see this is where people get confused right like I think loving yourself and showing yourself a respect to know like what you want and need and what you're not getting Mm -hmm. um even if you do love a person to death it's like there's nothing wrong with that right like i think that and that goes for romantic and friendships as well and family right like there's just because you might not being around a certain person maybe is not the best thing for you in that moment or at that time in your life doesn't mean that like you hate the person or right. like you wish ill will on them or anything like that. It just means that like they can't give you what you need at the moment. You can still love them. They just can't give you what you need at the moment. Right. And it's that simple. I mean, it's it's not that simple, but it's taken me a while to understand that it is that simple. Like I can yeah. still hold love for all these people, for my exes, for um you know, family members that hurt like little Sean, like yep. things like that, um, I still love those people. I don't talk to them every single day. Right. I don't maybe necessarily go out of my way, but I know that I still hold love for them, and I know that when I do talk to them and say that I love them, I like mean it,
1: yeah. And I think, too, stepping away from that type of love that is not offering you what you need Mm -hmm. is telling the other person, like, I love you, but I also love myself. I don't love you at the expense of myself. Exactly. I mean, you used a phrase that is just something that everyone uses, which is, like, love you to death. Like, yeah, I think that there's a good thing of that. Like, I unconditionally love you. And until the day I die, I will love you. But then there's also that other thing, which is that I love you to death. I will love you. I will, quote, love you. So much that I will put my needs to the back burner Mm -hmm. and that I think is just like It's a hard balance because like what is the balance between offering something Outside of yourself and then not taking care of yourself. Like that is the balance of love. That's the work of love and I I had all that confused growing up. Oh my gosh,
0: like I all the relationships that I've been in prior to the last maybe three years of my life. Cause I've been very much so trying to figure this shit out for me. Um, yeah. I realized that like <laughs> my understanding of love was just give, 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 like stress yourself out to like be there for somebody else. Not even that, like, what am I trying to say? It's, it's, it was, it was just giving of myself until there was nothing left. Yeah, And, it didn't matter if I was tired. It didn't Look matter at my if sacrifice. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was more like sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Can't you see how
1: much lo- how much I love you? See these bags under my yeah. eyes? See how little sleep I've gotten?
0: Which yeah. is a misunderstanding from childhood because, um, I mean, I was raised as an only child by like a single mother mm-hmm. and there was a lot of sacrifice because of that. Yeah. Um, and sacrifice saying, is a
1: pr- part of love. It is a part of love. But it is, it not, is. The it's not the only part. It's not right. the only part though.
0: Um. And I think that I was looking at sacrifice as like the only part like, oh, you you love somebody when you were just like miserable, (laughs) like when you're not happy, but they are. So it's taken me a while to sort of reevaluate that and get to a point, like you said, where I can love somebody else and love myself, but not love them at the expense of myself. Right. And that's what was happening for like a good chunk of time.
1: Um, One of the ways that I learned bad things or like harmful things about my future um, within love was like, I learned that if I did something wrong, I would be, love would be withheld from me. Mm-hmm. So like my parents, especially one of them would like emotionally cut themselves off from me until they sort of got over whatever I had done. Mm. And like, So I learned I'm an adult now and I learned if I mess up, if I say something that didn't make you happy or I lost my temper, my brain is like, I'm going to get broken up with. Mm -hmm. They're never going to talk to me again. Mm -hmm. I'm I am such a bad person. Like I I conflated mistakes with like me being a bad person that I like was striving for perfectionism that was never real. Yeah. And like. I've had to in my adulthood undo some of my like kind of knee-jerk reactions i think we talked a little bit about this in the anger episode but like have to undo some of my knee-jerk reactions where i'm responding out of fear of you leaving me when maybe you haven't offered me that inclination at all yeah i just know i kind of messed up and so like i've got to like or i do the opposite right my partner messes up or an ex-boyfriend messes up or someone I'm dating messes up. And I'm like, I'm not going to speak to you for a day. Like, that's just so stupid. That's stupid. It's, it's like, I'm mirroring the, the back quote, bad type of conditional love that I received as a child. Um, something also about um, love that bell hooks writes about, which I just kind of want to offer in one of the chapters. She's talks specifically about, Quote, sweet love or romantic love. Um, And I just, I'm pulling like a few sections of quotes, but um, she says it's a sincere and unwavering commitment to seeing someone's self-unfoldment. Ugh. Her words Mm. um yet when we commit to true love we are committed to being changed to being acted upon by the beloved in a way that enables us to be more fully self-actualized this commitment to change is chosen it happens by mutual agreement consent true love is unconditional it requires an ongoing commitment to constructive struggle and change The heartbeat of true love is the willingness to reflect on one's actions and to process and communicate this reflection with the loved one. Honesty and openness is always the foundation of insightful dialogue. To love fully and deeply puts us at risk. As long as we are afraid to risk, we cannot know love. And I think that the things that I'm reminded of here are like, there's definitely a common trope in in love of like, you know you're gonna change but i think that a lot of times mm-hmm. there's always someone in a relationship who thinks that they're right and are trying to change the other person and yeah. then and then it's always used against you you're like but being in a relationship is about change and yet another thing that's also true especially within like what we know from psychology is that oftentimes whatever you're saying to your partner is actually about you yeah you actually see that thing in your partner and you hate it about yeah. yourself yeah, yeah yeah so you're trying really really hard to get to them
2: to change because you hate being reminded about shitty
1: but um, I think the, the thing I love here is that like, it's a commitment to self-reflection yeah, and then talking about that self-reflection with each other. So it's not about saying like, this is what's wrong about you. This is what's wrong about you. This is what's wrong about you. It's right. like, I love you so much. I love you so much that I'm going to spend some time in my own head mm-hmm. to make myself better for the both of us. And, and I, I hope you do the
0: same. And I love that because it's two, it's it is still two individual people. Right? Because here's the thing. When you're in a relationship, you don't actually become, like, this, this, like, morphed thing. Like, the two of you don't become, like, actually one. Right. You are still two completely different people. Like, just because you fall in love or just because you're in a relationship does not suddenly erase like, your identity. Yeah. And who you are. So, um, I say that to say, of, like you should you should be working on yourself that person should be working on themselves and then you bring that together so talk to it. talk about it to talk about it and talk about your own growth and talk about um your own sort of expansion ex- expansion in life yeah but not putting that on somebody else not telling somebody else how they need to grow or like what they need to be doing it's telling that
1: to yourself yeah which is self love and that just, I mean, what we're talking about, it's like, you know, if you get into a thinky enough headspace with enough people, people will consent to this idea that, like, yeah, you're right. But, like, Valentine's Day is about, like, big emotional mm. sort of, like, random ass, like, infatuations and... Giant acts of just, quote-unquote, Embarrassment. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, all rooted in the feeling, which we kind of talked about, like, is... feeling of love even real i think just infatuation right there definitely are like psychological brain responses that you are feeling something but like containing love to that feeling is just so limiting to the concept yeah and i think that one way that we can queer love is by taking it outside of the confines of a relationship between two people that isn't and i'm not just saying like that means throuples and whatever i'm not saying that i was gonna say are we gonna have an orgy I mean, I would love that. Um, but I th- <laughs> what I'm saying, I think, is like, show the type of love that you would to a romantic partner to a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that isn't a blowjob. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but show show up when you're not asked to show up. Show up just because you think that person is so fucking awesome. Yeah, And you just want them to know that they're fucking awesome. Yeah, And like, obviously, when you have the capacity for it, because we've talked a lot about capacity and overextending ourselves before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like, when you have the capacity for it, Showing up in these profound ways that we've sort of constrained and confined love to this, like, I am coupled and that's where love exists. Show love to the people around you. And honestly, there's also a lot of people who don't like sex. So sex being a part of this, like, what intimacy is, is also this, like, false notion of intimacy. It limits intimacy. Um, What were you going to say? No, I
0: was... I was going to say, and that's intimacy. Intimacy is not love. Like, those are two different things. People get them confused, but they are two different things. Um, I was going to say something, and then you were, like, on a roll there.
1: Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Well, no, if it comes don't back apologize. to you, let me know. You you gave me like a point. I thought you, I didn't know if you were agreeing. I wanted to say something, but no, no, no. one thing I wanted to mention briefly is like Robert Sternberg has this triangular theory of love, um, where he talks about the three kind of components are intimacy, passion, passion, and commitment. So intimacy being the feelings of attachment and closeness, connectedness, bondedness, passion, encompassing drives, um, sexual attraction, lust, essentially, And then commitment encompasses short-term or long-term decisions to stay with one another, have shared plans. And something within that passion is this concept of limerence. So limerence is kind of this, essentially what we think of when we think of a crush. Sometimes it's requited, Mm. often unrequited. But it's that feeling, I will say, I've experienced limerence when sometimes I've had like one date and several weeks of conversation with a guy from Grinder, And I'm like, both good and bad feelings are the most important thing in my head at that moment. Mm. And it becomes these intrusive kind of obsessive thoughts around like what I need to do to get this person or like yeah. just thinking about the sex over Ooh and over child. and over and just like mulling it over in your head. Like that's not love. No. And that's not even lust. Limerence is specifically this that's idea obsession. of like obsessive, um, <laughs> It, it it's it shows up in some OCD um obsessive compulsive ways, but it's not just joy, right? It's not just like, you know, that little girl cartoon who's obsessed with that cat where she like chases it and is constantly or Peppa Pew is actually a good example too. Like these cartoon That's examples the of love. Yeah, but though no, there you know that is that little girl who's like bad to like she like grabs it and like strangles it. Maybe she's from like Animaniacs or something. Oh, you know what? Baby Looney Tunes.
0: No, because I think Pepe... Here, we go on a tangent. I feel... I think the cat that... Because Pepe Le Pew is a skunk.
1: Oh, and that cat and is... And the cat
0: was... Belongs to that girl. Belongs to that girl. That poor cat. Yeah. That darn Just cat. going through
2: it. That darn cat.
1: That darn cat. Um, Christina Ricci. I love pussy. Um, I feel like... Um, we've done a good job, I think, of broad strokes love here. Yeah. We're not
0: uh love and relationship therapists.
1: No. Um, I think that for me, the most important concepts that I've had to kind of learn and unlearn are both kind of what you're talking about around like valuing myself in the chosen relationship, sharing love beyond what I have been trained to share love to and with. Mm-hmm. And then also what you were saying earlier too, that like showing love, makes it easier for me to feel like i am able to be accepting of love like i am worthy of love yes i think we should have a n- whole another episode that kind of goes with confidence but that we've talked about before but around this idea of worthiness mm. that's deeper and it you're only going to skim the surface if you're trying to do these like fake things because Oof. worthiness is deep and i think that that's well, let really me go do it to work gotta do the myself first before i talk to y'all about that we'll do the work together in front of you it's uh you know don't you love to see us fail show show you our uh vulnerabilities to laugh at that's real love consume? yeah y'all love
0: us don't you listeners we I, love love us. I love y'all i love so y'all much. yeah okay let's take a break and wrap this up work we're
2: almost ready to come
1: and we're back We're trying to keep it cute and tight for you today, ladies uh, Always cute and tight over here Well, that's <laughs> one of us uh, yeah. Shawnee, what are your meds this week?
0: Um, uh, I was really racking my brain Because it's been a long week Um, But I'm going to go with I booked
1: my next hair coloring appointment Nice March 8th at 3pm I am really envious. I think I need to do that, too. I'm, like, potentially trying to think about what I'm going to do with my hair before my brother's wedding. And I Mm. definitely want... Mm -hmm. My partner has done beautifully in giving me haircuts whenever I'm like, I need a haircut and I'm freaking (laughs) out! Um, Has offered me wonderful, wonderful quarantine haircuts. And I'm like... I want that pampering. I want that, like, scalp rub. I want, like, potentially some color again. I want, like, Mm -hmm. I want to overpay for some maintenance. You know what I mean? Same. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
0: trying to decide if I'm going to go rose gold or lavender.
1: Wait. Yeah, lavender. (laughs) That's cute. I always love a lavender. We'll see. It'll be... I feel like lavender is a little, you know... 2019 whereas like rose gold could definitely be like pushing us into the future
0: I think I'm leaning rose gold because I'm gonna get this done it's what March 8th it'll lead it'll get me through the summer put you into some spring
1: oh because then the color will fade and it'll be like gorgeous it
0: takes about five like once I get my hair colored five months before it needs to get done again so cute get through the summer and then who knows I think I might actually do this chop in August I'm just gonna cut my hair off
1: How long has it taken you to grow your hair to where it is now? Like, when I'm, was the last time you gave yourself a chop?
0: Um, like. uh, the last time... No, the first time that I had my hair colored, like, last this time last year. She, like, had to cut off some of the ends because it was a mess. But, I mean, a, like, a big chop? I haven't. My hair has okay. been growing for three and a half years now. Okay. Yeah. so It's beautiful. Yeah, if uh, I, so when I, I make it to August, it'll be four years. And that's a year past my goal because that's cool. what myself i was gonna grow my hair for three years
1: i um was looking at pictures um i think from like 2018 and to see like the full like foot of growth almost on my hair oh my in, like, god two yeah. years like especially in quarantine oh, you got inches now your back i literally my hair the longest point is to the middle of my back right now which <laughs> is like wild whoa and there's nothing i mean it also feels like such a shame because i'm like it's growing so much. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where I want to cut it so bad, but I'm also, like, not only a few people have seen this, like, how long my hair is and, like, the growth of it. Yeah. And I'm going to cut it off as I enter into the world. That's how it, I feel. It feels a little wasteful, but I'm also, like, I'm also, it's getting too long. I don't know what to do with That's it. That's how I
0: feel, too. I wanted to, like, I want to keep it long for if homecoming is a thing
1: this year. Um. Oh. But if it's not a thing, then I'm cutting it. Cute. Okay. What are your meds? Um. One of them is this 9 to 5 parody that I'm just gonna let (laughs) y'all listen to.
2: Well, shit, y'all done forced my hand. Here's a part two. Life is a prison, existence is a prison. Work all day and something's missing. I'm crying, screaming, what's the point of life? Alarm goes off and the dread starts a feeling. Why can't I just win a million and let my life away? that bullshit i was smelling all these customers with their whining and they're yelling get the fuck up out my face or i just might become a fella nine to five every day took the same thing committing not alive it's getting leave more tempted. but my mom would cry so i guess i'll just stick through it Cop, just please that is
1: calm mind. down ace <laughs> with a wonderful Dolly Parton 9 to 5 parody around the lies of capitalism. Also, Dolly Parton put out this, like, parody of herself called, like, 5 to 9 about, like, gig workers for the Super Bowl or something. Oh, this was is,
0: for that isn't how that started.
1: This TikTok is not how that started, but Dolly Parton herself recorded some commercial.
0: Yeah, but even before that, that's not how that started, I don't think. I feel like that happened because the super bowl just like sort of absorbs everything oh i think that had already happened beforehand and then it was like oh do this for the super bowl too
1: oh okay you know well to be honest i haven't listened to it it didn't pique my interest i (laughs) love i love this tiktok though the other thing honestly um i got a massage today that was awesome and like i'm getting massages in pairing with chiropractor like it's like insurance is paying for it i feel very blessed for that so it's not just like relaxation massage it's like very targeted toward some physical stuff that's happening with me right now. That's fucking annoying. Um, but I got a great massage today. And this person also was like bringing mindfulness into the massage, like allowing me to do like visualizations of like flowing mm. away of pain and stuff like that. Like um, very Portland, very woo, but I loved it. Woo, 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 woo. woo. Um, homework. homework.
0: What are we doing? Um, I'm going to take your suggestion. Look okay. At you teacher. Um, All right, here's what y'all are gonna do. You're gonna do something for a partner or someone you care about. Does not have to be, you know, somebody you're in a romantic relationship with. Um, You're gonna do something for a partner or someone you care about. Um, You're gonna engage in some community care as an act of love. So um, essentially do what we talked about earlier. Like try sharing love in a way that you only maybe associate with like a romantic relationship with a friend or somebody you don't even know don't go make out with them unless that's really what you want to do but yeah just
1: explore that and see how it makes you feel because some people totally when they receive love from a friend like that they're like what is going on what is this about it's suspicious but that is a good way to open up the conversation and be like listen one of the ways that i'm queering love is by showing my friends that i love them and not really giving a fuck about what that feels like, you that know what I mean? Like, yeah. Opening that up, opening up that conversation, I guarantee you that the more vulnerable you are with your love of other people, the more that they will meet you,
0: and they're gonna. Well, I almost said they're gonna love it, but like, yeah. <laughs> Show people love;
1: they're gonna love it. Yes.
0: They're not gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Get away from me." <laughs> yes. Very that. Very that. Um, yeah. Uh, we're at the end of our episode. Fuck Valentine's Day. Fuck Valentine's Day. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at QBTPod. Please subscribe and share. That is a way to show us love. Write us a five-star review. Show us love. Love that. Um, that I was love like you. spoken word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Allie Kilts, I love you. Carlos and Kiana, I love you. Marquis and Shanti, I love you. And listeners, we love you. And happy birthday Carlos
0: I mean your birthday is going to be two days like after when this comes no, out no fuck that she like, takes up
1: too much space yeah. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday week <laughs> I love you um yeah practice love this week y'all be kind to yourselves later don't eat chromatic Oreos
2: mm-hmm. trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit.